Hi, and welcome to the Wellbeing Portal podcast today. Today, we have an amazing psychologist all the way from the States, from Virginia. Alexa Casey is a psychologist who has had a huge range of experience from working right across the board, board from couples to work, working with veterans a lot to trauma and um, right through to children. So for anyone who really needs to have some amazing knowledge tips from the inside scope of being able to really understand our problems through to solutions. Today, uh, Dr. Alexa Casey is here to actually give you an amazing starting point for anyone, whether you're in business, whether you're an employee, wherever you are in the world, to start with actually understanding the fundamentals of habit forming. Because when we form a habit, a habit either serves us or doesn't serve us. And that can lead either upstream or downstream to end results of things that occur in life. So, Alexa, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you. And I'm excited to learn some knowledge tips on on habit forming and, and how we can create them and undo them. Definitely, definitely. Need, so. Yeah, it's it goes right in line with your wellness portal, right? It's important to have those those habits down. So, but definitely, mm -hmm. it's it doesn't it's not really a flashy topic. A lot of times, you know, when I'm working with my clients, um, I, I talk about how uh, it sounds kind of boring, um, you know, in terms of. Because uh, I think a lot of times people think this getting better is um, has this sort of magical quality to it. If I can just get to the bottom and understand this and this and that, and um, I can kind of invite all of these into my life. But when they when they get to realize that a lot of it just is habits that they develop and things that they do consistently over time, um, they're not as, you know, Sometimes people are like, oh, okay, I can do that. Other people are like, oh, um, that sounds too boring. I want something more exciting. So, but it really it does. It comes down to habits for the most part, you know, to try to make um, oneself um, happy, content, um, you know, all of those things. It, it's habits. Do you find it easier to undo a habit or to create a new habit? Um, I think um, probably if it's brand new habits that you are motivated and interested in doing, um, you know, that would probably be easier than having to get rid of a habit that you've been doing for a long period of time. So if it's something that, um, you know, your the motivation, I think, um, really boils down to making it easier or harder to do but um, a lot of times people rely on motivation um, I'll do it when I'm motivated and that is really not a sustainable approach because you know sometimes we just wake up and we're not motivated and we don't want to do it um, but if you've developed that habit um, you just kind of do it whether you want to do it or not and I think sometimes there's a lot of um, you know, if you look at a lot of the motivational tapes and motivational, I mean, there's there's a role that it plays, but it's it's just there's so many other things to do besides just the kind of rah rah thing that you see with motivation. So um, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but 
I, I feel like people put too much emphasis on that, which is somewhat discouraging because they, they don't really recognize um, we're not always going to feel motivated. It's not always, but, but it doesn't mean that we don't act, um, you know, with that. So. Right. You know, like there's a lot of talk out there about how long it takes to form a new habit. From, from your knowledge, how, how long do you um, see is it that it takes to actually decide on a new habit and to build that? And conversely, what does it take to, to take away a habit mm -hmm. in terms of time? So, you know, the <clears throat> I think most people have heard that it takes 21 days, um, but it really is very individual. It's not some people might be sooner, some people it's longer. Um, it really is um, kind of gauged by you observing yourself continuing to do the thing that you need to do. Um, Stephen Geese, a G-U-I-S-E, uh, wrote a book uh, and did actually a Udemy course on um, mini habits. And if anyone hasn't seen that yet, they definitely need to go on Udemy or get his book. He's really done a good job kind of explaining the importance of mini habits. Um, and he goes through the um, just the psychological underpinnings of doing something consistently every day, like even just doing a sit-up every single day is better than a workout, um, you know, a half hour workout when you haven't developed that habit. Because what happens is, is that people get very motivated in the beginning, but then they drop off, their motivation drops off and then they don't do it. So if you kind of determine that um, you'll, you're gonna start exercising and you're not, you're not doing it regularly. You need to start really small, and but you need to do it every single day. Um, and I was, guess how long, Sarah, it took him. So he wanted, this is what he wanted to do. He wanted to exercise regularly. He wanted to start reading more and he wanted to start writing more. Guess how long it took him to do those things and establish a habit? What What's your guess on, and it might be different for each one, but um, I think it was maybe the, uh, exercise one that he said this, but guess how long it took him to really say that now this is a habit and this is something I do consistently. Any guesses on how long it took him? This surprised me. Surprised me when it when it happened. So I'm guessing that it's longer than I think, but my guess is it took him 90 days. Okay. All right. Two years. It was, I was going to say. Yes, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I heard that, it kind of blew me away because, because, because again, there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of push, and this is where the kind of rah rah motivational things kind of fall flat because um, when a person doesn't feel that way and they can't um, complete it, it's feel, they feel it's because of the motivation they're not motivated enough. But it's actually kind of our brains are designed to do whatever we're doing. It gets it gets used to whatever we're doing. So the idea is that you have to sort of slowly move it to a new place and you have to kind of do it over a period of time and be consistent about it. 
So I um, I had a person that I worked with that we I did I presented this class in a group, and I had someone who um, had schizophrenia. I mean, he had a lot of different different things, but he really kind of got into the into he he had his his thing was doing arm kind of circles. You know, he started doing that, but that thing that he did and continued to do every day. He just, um, he was so proud of himself because even like months afterwards, he was still doing that and he was doing more and it kind of led to other things. So that's the, that's the idea. You know, you start really small, you do it consistently and then, you know, it, it can kind of develop. And, and, and part of the process is you do increase, but you've, you've gotten into habit of doing it. So you don't mind doing it. So you're doing your push up a day and then you're like, oh, let me try to do five or let me do this too. So that's the whole point. Um, so it's really, yeah, it's really, it's, it's just, you know, it's funny. I never really thought about that, you know, before, like just the consistency is more important because I kind of bought into the whole, you know, I'm going to have my week and I'm going to do 20 minutes a day. And then, you know, um, but it's, it's really hard for most people to do it that way. It doesn't, it doesn't tend to work out. So, um, and if you can kind of slowly change your brain, um, you're, you're getting into the kind of the bas basal ganglia is a part of our brain that does automatic behaviors. And so you're, you're, you're going, you're coming up against that. Um, Cause you're, prefrontal cortex is like, I'm going to do workouts five times a week and I'm going to do, um, but it, it, the battery's low. It's, it's, it doesn't last. So then yeah. it reverts, yeah. right? Then it reverts to the other side. And that's like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm just going to hang out here and do this. So um, it's just a smaller ask. And I think that, you know, when we're starting new behavior change, the smaller ask is going to, we're going to stick to that more than we will anything else. I mean, think about it. I'm going to read a paragraph a day. I'm going to write a paragraph or a sentence, or I'm going to do one push-up. Um, you know, it's hard to tell yourself that you're not going to do one sit-up or one push-up, right? I mean, people do, and you can, but it's a lot harder. It's hard, harder to just say, well, I can do that. So anyway, enough about that. But that's kind of um, what I what I think is important for us to do. So did I answer your question? Absolutely. I think that that's really important for people to really hear, though, is mm -hmm. that when you're going to set a habit, don't look at the end of the habit. Look at the beginning of the habit and be mm -hmm. consistent in it. Now, right. That's something, um, you know, that, that, that uh, a mentor of mine who I, you know, work very closely with Bob Proctor always talks about with human potential is it's got nothing to do with actually where you're going. It's the consistency of it that results in inevitable success. When you right. consistently create a pattern of behavior, you're always going to advance. And so kind of backtracking from that, but in the same thing. So even before someone says, I'm going to, you know, like I want to be able to do sit-ups every day. So, you know, like maybe my end goal that I have an idea of is I want to be able to do 50 in a row. But I am committing in my habit onset to doing one sit-up every single day regardless. What do you think is important in terms of how you're establishing it from a why perspective? Because 
you know, in order for someone to be motivated, they have to put meaning to it, right? Mm -hmm. so, so when someone asks themselves, why do I want to do it, even before they decide to do that tiny one action, what's your advice to people in terms of, of how to create a success platform for them mm -hmm. in their mind before they actually transfer that into any action? Yeah. So I would say that, um, you know, <clears throat> we all are um, looking for, you know, improved health, uh, which relates to just kind of our movement exercise uh, response, uh, as well as kind of what we're putting in our bodies and how we're eating. Um, so just from a basic health perspective, knowing that uh, if I exercise more, if I eat better, that's going to kind of reduce my um, kind of disease potential um, I'm going to have more energy. I'm going to have more interests. Um, it's going to affect my mood. So all those kind of underpinnings of kind of good habits when you think about exercise and health um, and eating, oh, well, right? Oh. That, that was that on the floor. My ginger oh. juice. Oh, was it? <laughs> so, so those, so so having that why, right? So having that idea um, to to really. Uh, motivate or interest us in kind of moving in that direction. I mean, there does obviously have to be, like if you have no interest in books, if you don't like reading, you know, you're not gonna set up a, I'm gonna read more, unless, you know, you think, you know what, I maybe I should try that. I think um, the, the people that I struggle working with the most are the ones that have no interests, right? It's not only that they have no interests, they have no interest in having interests. Um, and so without some kind of diversion, without something to focus on, um, they're just focusing on themselves, right? And when you're just focusing on yourselves and you're aware that I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't want this and I don't have it. I mean, it's really difficult to kind of, I find it difficult to work with someone like that um, just because um, you know, you can't generate that interest in them, right? You can't say, oh, you know, you can try. Um, but there's, I feel, <clears throat> I feel like there are some people that have just kind of accepted that are sort of waiting for something externally to kind of jumpstart them somehow. And it just doesn't work that way. I mean, you know, we, we have periods where that can happen, but as a general kind of thread of, you know, our behavior, we ha it has to come internally. It has to come from kind of inside for us to kind of be motivated in different ways. So I, I have the most trouble, and it doesn't happen that often, actually. I mean, most people have some interests or some things that they want to learn or, you know, but when I have people that have no interests and that only watch television or um, just, I mean, I really, I struggle with that. I don't know how you kind of, what you, what your experience is with that, but it's a tough it's a tough person to work with um, because you, you you can't be that person to get them excited about certain things or interested in other things. So there are actually quite a lot of people who take who like to place um, the outcomes of them onto the circumstances that are surrounding them rather than something that is uh, that they are responsible for driving. But if someone's mm -hmm. going to um, you know like when we're going to uh, kind of um, upgrade our habits, what would be the top three most uh, effective and powerful ways you feel for someone to say, uh, you know, like, I want to change a habit 
And so I'm going to change it. I'm going to implement it and I'm going to sustain it. You've, you've touched on that being, you know, one small and consistent step and, mm -hmm. and keep that up every single day regardless. Mm -hmm. What else would there be in terms of, you know, like that's the implementation of it in the beginning and then um, the maintenance of it and, and creating that kind of long-term success in, in a habit. Right. Well, need to understand a habit. Like, I mean, sorry to continue. Is it that people don't actually understand um, what they're doing when they decide on a habit? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think the, the important, um, and I don't even know if this is even talked about that much, right? When you think about it, um, you know, you hear people talk about, like, self-esteem building or um you know that um some good advice that you get some somewhere the the actual hardcore habit building isn't really talked about that much i mean it's i'm you know i'm not saying it's not talked about at all but you don't always hear that in conversations about like even like let's say confidence self-confidence right so there's like these kind of things these kind of things you tell yourself or things you think about um but even developing a habit like the schizophrenic that i was telling you that did the arm things that builds self-esteem because he's kind of has a sense of agency he's decided he's going to do this he's doing it and that in and of itself builds self-confidence and self-esteem so you know habits are really really key to that um because they kind of help that sense of agency of this is what I want and how to get there. A lot of times it's through habits. Um, there's a, there's someone on um, clubhouse again, <laughs> um, that really had a good, um, I'll have to try to get you connected with him because he really talked about the importance of developing these habits. He did, he did this really good exploration on, he was, struggling with eating he wasn't eating well he gotten out of a relation toxic relationship and he just made the decision and sometimes with habits you have to make the decision you have to make the decision that i am going to do this and i'm going to stick with it and you get accountability partners you get people that are going to kind of make sure you're sticking with it because otherwise you can kind of sneak around and um kind of it can whittle away um but yeah so so deciding that you're going to do it having a plan of how you're going to do it um, and then kind of accountability partners, I think are really important. And then having some idea of what it is that you're looking to get at the end of it. I mean, you don't have to, you don't necessarily start there or get discouraged because you're not there yet. Um, you just, you want to say, well, I just, it would be nice if I did this and I lost some weight or I had more energy or I, um, you know, got rid of eating certain foods. I don't eat those kind of foods anymore. So it's it's really good to have a kind of end in mind when you're doing it as well. So I think I hit three. Those are the big ones. Knowing what you want to do. I think that's yeah. really good. The other thing that you mentioned, you you and you said it in passing, but I caught on to it because I think it's something that isn't talked about very much. And you said that often the success of a habit is actually um, about that respect that you have to yourself. 
Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so right. it's about actually, you're making a decision about why you want to change a habit because that in itself really is an acknowledgement of understanding that there's something that's not serving you, right? But then right. in order to be able to affect that change and sustain it, do you mm -hmm. find from a, 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 a professional perspective as a psychologist that that success is influenced by how the person feels about their own self? So in terms of their level of self-respect, um, that, does that influence their ability to maintain or change a habit? Yeah, I mean, definitely, because, you know, let's say you decide that you're going to um, you're going to do a push up for um, uh, you're going to do one push up a day and, <clears throat> you know, your self-confidence at a, a day versus a week versus a year of doing that is going to be a lot different. So if you've managed to stick with that for a year and you've kind of started building that up, you are going to feel so good about developing it because the, the issue with habits then when you're changing that when you're changing that default it is it is easy to do right you don't have to kind of you're not it's the point where you don't have to kind of make yourself do something and you just do it because it's important to you you know it's it's you know it's it's beautiful and so then that because a lot of times what people end up doing is that they feel like oh i'm lazy oh i'm doing this and and so when they don't accomplish it it kind of is, is self um because most people think a lot of times i need to get excited and i need to do what i want to do and once i feel excited then i'll do it and it doesn't work it never works that way you can't ever expect that you're going to make those changes until you feel excited and motivated to do it you have to just decide to do it you might get excited in the first thing you know you first start you're like maybe someone gets off here oh that sounds good um <clears throat> but you really have to make the commitment and decide that i'm going to do it and i'm going to have people ask me i mean accountability is really important too right because if you're just doing it alone you can it's easier to cheat i mean not everyone needs accountability partners but it it's it can make a difference <laughs> someone to report to you know that you're kind of doing what you what you're committed to doing and the other thing I, I thought about when you were talking, no one can make another person, and this is the challenge that I have, you know, in my work. Um, <clears throat> when people come for me, to, some people come to me for help, and they want um, they want to understand why they have this problem. So part of the kind of process is figuring out what the problem is, and then coming up with some things that can um, that they can get help with right um my field can go in a weird direction if i'm not if i'm not really understanding their needs or what they want um and what they want to do and i start going off in my own direction about oh well you just need to do this and you, you know it's never going to work right um you the person has to have an idea of what they want to do and what direction without it um i mean they can be open to hearing it um but they have to still buy into it so if they, let's say they're clueless about what it is, but they are um, they are open to hearing about it and then willing to try it, that's one thing. But um, if they really, uh, yeah, so you know what I'm saying. It, it has to come from it has to come from within, and people have to make a decision about what they're going to do. So I think that's key. There has to have an emotional connection. 
platform basically mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. it right right it's got to make that yeah and you know that's why yeah. you know they say when people are in crisis you know they're more open i mean this is kind of crisis helps because they're more open to possibilities or changing changing things um so that's it, it's good because before they're like set their mindset and um but then they open up a little bit when crisis comes and that's very true some people are more willing to get advice take advice um do do something different than they've done before so so yeah crisis can be <laughs> crisis can be a positive if if used for you know moving in directions it can be a positive thing too so there's a silver lining on silver lining on crisis so one of the things that said is that the majority of people will only change when the pain of the crisis the mm -hmm. pain there that is facing them outweighs the pain that it's going to take for them to actually affect the change. Right. And right. It. No. So it's, it's hard. actually this juggle, <laughs> it's this pain juggle rather than a game juggle. So once they finally feel more pain towards the the thing, if they don't change, then it feels like the effort that they have to put in to actually making a change is less than what would happen if they don't actually change at all and yeah. then they can effectively change which is the shame about people having to get to that point of crisis right right or it yeah. actually yeah. becomes um um act uh, like successful in order to you know like for example you're smoking and you've smoked for 30 years and suddenly the doctor says Sorry, mate, if you don't stop smoking right now, you're going to be dead in six months. And they're like, you know, and over that 30 years or whatever, you've tried to stop smoking, I don't know, 10, 20 times, but no one's ever told you you're about to die if you're going to stop. Suddenly you're like, I can do it. And that's it. You never touch another one again because you know what the odds are if you don't. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it's harder too, right? When it's when like, and, and you know, I work with a lot of geriatrics um, people now, geriatric people now, and their bodies, I mean, they've, they've mishandled them their whole entire life, right? They're in their 70s, 80s, and they haven't, you know, they haven't eaten well. Um, they're smokers or drinkers. Um, and so their body's just like, sorry, I'm done. And um, so then having to change because your body is shutting down or not doing what it needs to do, so much harder to do. Um, you know, it's, it's there's a lot more pressure to um, kind of for for someone to think about, wow, my body could shut down if I don't stop now. I mean, it's much better to have a plan where you stop before you half your body says you, you can't do this anymore. So, um, so that's the thing. And I'm always really fat. I'm always fascinated with that idea of, you know, change, um, you know, outside of crisis, because there's a certain level of stress that's there when you have to do it. Like that's a very different thing than, um, something that you choose to do and you develop habits for. So that's, you know, there's a lot of benefits to, um, making those changes before you have to make those changes. Right. Definitely. I think that, that is uh, that, that's a very 
powerful message for the people watching this podcast to hear uh, mm-hmm. and then to be able to, ta- to to like look at Alexa's geriatric clients she's just saying that don't wait until you're 70 or 80 to upgrade your habits do it now but make it easy for yourself do one thing consistently and try to to do one thing consistently for like three months not just 21 days i'm doing this every single day and you know like from, from our perspective inside the wellbeing portal, that's what we see is that habits, it's, it's basically about doing a 1% better every day. You know, mm-hmm. if you're 1% better as a person every day, by the end of one year, you're 37% better or revamped. It only takes you actually three years to become a completely new person. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and you can do that by affecting one change. And I think sometimes we get so excited about that one change, we think we can do more than we dive too deep. So I mm-hmm. feel that from what my experience is, sometimes successful habits are also planted when you give yourself restrictions in that. I am going to do this for, for like 21 days or 90 days or whatever it is. And make yourself even not do more until you've reached that time frame because sometimes we dive too deep too soon and then we fall off. Right. So actually having a discipline to to decide on a habit and start with a certain portion that's not too much, but then actually create the discipline to even stay at that restricted amount and then upgrade when you get to the next. Mm-hmm. That also quite a good way of making a change. Um, Like Alexa, in this, um, you know, I think it's really valuable for people to really hear your expertise, but also to to hear what your older clients are being challenged with is the fact that they're faced with these bodies that have degraded. And here is a chance for people at whatever age the listener hears this podcast to hear your message and saying don't do that now just start something with a mm-hmm. habit that serves you how right. many people how many people across the globe that are going to receive this um podcast over time how you know mm-hmm. is there any way that they can reach you delve deeper into your knowledge and um engage in your expertise um <clears throat> well I don't have my um, little handy dandy website, but you can probably, I can send it to you, but um, I am, I do some telehealth sessions. So I do that. Um, and I'm real interested in kind of relationships and how people get along and how people work. I'm also with any of the work that I do um, on telehealth. Um, and that's just a small percentage of kind of time. So I don't, I don't, I have another full-time job when um, that I do. So, um, so and so I would say that um, I have that opportunity to do that if that's something people want. I, I'm kind of fascinated by this topic, though, of habits because I find it so important and so necessary. And, um, you know, I found that when people kind of buy into it and realize what it is and why it's important, um, it just helps so much. Like, like people, it's people um, are really resistant to it, 
I think people, there's this sort of sense of, oh, I just want to do it if I feel like doing it. And most of the time, we're not going to always feel like, you know, eating the best foods and moving in the best way. So, but the the exciting part about it to me is that once you get to that point where it becomes a habit, where it becomes something um, that you don't even have to think about anymore, then just think about that. Like if you could get into a state where you're actually making really good choices for yourself and you don't have to struggle anymore because that's just what you do all the time. It doesn't mean you're like always excited about it. Sometimes, you know, but you, there's a lot, of, it's a lot easier to do it. It's a lot easier to grab the ginger juice, right? Instead of the Coca-Cola or um, come home and make a salad or do something instead of going through the drive-through at McDonald's. So, you know, you, you things are just easier. And that's what's exciting to me because people, we put these mental blocks up that we believe that it, that is so hard and that it can't be done, but you, you work on it and it's, it's there. It's not, it's not, it's just, your brain is kind of adapts and that's, what's wonderful, right? Our brains adapt so much, but we have to play a role in it. We can't expect some external force to come in and kind of change things around. We have, we have to kind of make that decision and decide that that's what we want. So and then do the work. I mean, it doesn't have to be a lot of work, but just a little work consistently, so. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing your expertise and your knowledge. It's it's uh, It's been amazing. And Well, thanks, um, for, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's always fun to talk to you, so thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're absolutely welcome. Now, one last little, one last little sentence I want to ask about because I don't know this answer, but do you have, have you ever written any um, books? Have you got anything, um, you know, any published pieces or any evergreens, anything that anyone um, can access without necessarily having to talk to you if you're, you know, your time's limited out there? Um, or is there a you one of those knowledge tools that uh, need to to impart all the knowledge to a book but haven't yet done it? <laughs> yeah, you know what I do. Um, I have a, a kind of different ones. The ones that I the one that came to mind that I, you know, it's just sort of kind of sitting there. But I think it would be kind of a like it, relevant to what we're talking about. Uh, one of the things um, kind of focused on anxiety. Um, and how gaming, how using games um, can kind of help alleviate it. So it was something that I, I wrote a long time ago, um, but it, I think is very, it's, 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 it's kind of different in terms of like using distraction um, and kind of avoiding kind of this escalade of emotion and behavioral things. But it's, I have that, but I also have some things um, that I've done that I can also put together with dealing with mini habits and all of the stuff too. So I do have some things that I could kind of send to you and you could have available for your, for your listeners. So, and I would love to hear, um, any questions or things that people have. I mean, if people kind of write in and ask questions, I would, I would totally be willing to kind of answer or, you know, share more thoughts on that. Um, as they come in, I'll have this there for anyone um, that I can, you know, help connect you and and uh, you know if anyone wants any questions, then we're the portal to reach Alexa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great, great. That was awesome. Cool. So thank you for 
for having me, Sarah. It was great talking to you about this. So thanks yeah. for having me. Awesome. On. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, me too. All right, take care. Have a good day.